Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. It is a big week at FightfulWrestling.com. Several of us will be in Las Vegas for AEW Double or Nothing. We're going to have a lot of great content over there. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. This week, making a finisher with Christopher Daniels. We have a column coming from me, column coming from Jeremy Lambert. Just a ton of great stuff coming your way this week. This show brought to you by FightfulSelect.com. That helps us power all of our free content. But uh, Fightful Select is our premium service. Today alone, we had news on the new title. We had it up a little bit before Raw aired. Info on Raw's third hour, which I'll bring up tonight. Uh, Some more news on Ali and Brock Lesnar. We had just a ton of stuff up there. We have a QA and a show this week. Go check out FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. But hey, if you want to ask your question on this show, donate a Super Chat. Live on YouTube, any amount, we will answer your question. But tonight, I am joined by Alex Pawlowski. Alex, how are you? I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> Every time I ask that, it's followed uh, by... I know. <sighs> and I, I didn't guess, think it was that bad, Alex. No, no, no. I mean, I'm I'm doing better than the 24-7 title looks. Let's just say that. Y- yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. We're, we'll get into that. As it happened, uh, as I mentioned on Fightful Select, uh, we revealed that it would be shown off in the third hour. And we're going to have a lot to talk about about this third hour. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Opening segment, Paul Heyman comes out to discuss the conspiracy theories surrounding Brock Lesnar and Money in the Bank. I'll say this. Brock Lesnar looks really proud to have that Money in the Bank. He looks more proud to have that briefcase than he ever looked to have the actual title. Uh, He's just happy to be trolling people. I mean, he comes out there playing well, around like it's a boombox. Let me like tell he's you. having so much fun be- knowing he's pissing off the nerds. Let me tell you, I am a Twitter troll with a blue check mark. So let me tell you, when you have have a, a prop like that to use, it can be kind of fun. Yeah. So Brock uses that briefcase. He pounds on it. He waves it around. Uh, the implication is that Brock beat up Sami Zayn and left him hanging upside down. To which Sami Zayn just completely forgot about and was like, you know what? Not worried about that anymore. 
we're not going to deal with that. Yeah, that was just not Brock's style. Leaving him hanging upside down, that's that's obviously put there to like make us think it's somebody else. I mean, the, the other thing was like it wasn't that was the thing. Actually, the implication was that that isn't what happened. Because after Sami Zayn was beat up, Paul Heyman told tells us that after that happened, somebody got on the phone and called Brock Le- called Heyman and said, How fast can you get to the arena? I guess they were like vacationing in Hartford, um, but they sh- and they showed up. That's fine. But this, the possibility still exists that it was Bray Wyatt who did that to Sami Zayn, uh, which I'd much rather it be than just like Brock being opportunistic because that doesn't seem like his style. Seth Rollins comes out and dares Brock Lesnar to cash in his contract right there. The crowd goes insane for this. They They love this idea. This was a good crowd tonight. Yeah, no, they were a good crowd until they felt like. Well, they, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. Right, but I right. mean, there was a reason for that. No, yes, absolutely. But, but we're I, gonna I, we're going segment by segment here. I, and- I liked I liked this particular moment. I I I felt like the crowd. Um, I mean, when when he came out, he's obviously trolling the crowd, but uh, uh, Lesnar is. But you can tell the the crowd was not happy. He had the briefcase, and we're um, we're ready for him to give it up right away so we don't have weeks on end of him and paul Heyman monologuing about when the beast might you know stop being money in the beast or beast in the bank or beast in the beast and and just give it up and actually have a match so uh that 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 is what happens paul Heyman doesn't want lesnar to do it says he might not even challenge rollins he might challenge kofi kingston Kofi comes out to a thunderous ovation. Yep. It was outstanding. We're reminded of the stupid ass wild card rule. Now, uh, let me just say this. If every champion was floating at this point instead mm-hmm. of select ones, or if there was just one wild card per week yeah. or one act, yeah. I would hate this about 90 to 95% less. I, but- I, I, I'm fine with the idea that, like, if you're the champion, you can you can appear and defend the title on on both brands. The title belongs to a brand, and if if you're the SmackDown champion and you go to Raw and you defend it and you lose it to a guy on Raw, that guy's now on SmackDown, but he can float because he's a champion. Like I, I feel like that's a lot easier to follow than our truth is on SmackDown, and he shows up later. And it was one of the things like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because it doesn't matter. There's no right card rules that don't have rules. It's just a thing. Like, it's a thing that exists. Anybody can show up anywhere, and we're supposed to accept it. Fine. Whatever. Heyman notes that both of these guys are practically auditioning for a match with Lesnar. I thought that was a good wrinkle to this. It's like, sure. you guys are competing to face a guy who <laughs> has a briefcase. So why would he use it right now? Why would he right. do that? And that was smart. That made sense. I like that. Backstage, Kofi and Rollins are told by Triple H they'll face Corbin and Lashley tonight, and they seem fussed about it. But I'm like, why? Like, you got they're watching each other's backs too. I mean, that if if I'm Kofi and Rollins and I'm in this situation, I'm like, all right, we got each other's backs right now. Wild card twinsies. Here we go. One of them, if if Brock cashes in, I'll walk in and I'll slap you in the face. Brock will get DQ'd. There you go. Yeah, I mean, so sense is made of a situation in one aspect and then not so much in the other. Well, uh, 
the other thing is like the main event tonight, another essentially meaningless tag match where we have the two champions team together against Baron Corbin and other wrestler. Like it's just that's that can't be how you think you're going to get get out of these ratings doldrums, Vince. It just can't be. <laughs> Sami Zayn is backstage begging Bobby Lashley to help him. I love this because they referenced that Sammy and Lashley didn't like each other. Right. But Sammy was so much more worried about Braun. He's like, forget about all the sister shit. Just help me and it will help you. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't catch an actual reference. I wanted Lashley to be like, do you think I forgot what you did with my quote unquote sisters? Yeah. No, I'm not helping you. Um, I, I like that. They're saying these guys aren't the best of friends, but I want, I want specific references <laughs> To, to, to feuds from the past because it makes things more real. Yeah, I agree. Well, Zayn ends up luring Strowman backstage, and Lashley does kind of help him just by staring at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of I like that too because we know about the match that's happening. Right. And right. when you have these two behemoths, I would buy that. The unfortunate thing is Bobby Lashley is not booked as a behemoth. No. he But he could be, and he this could be a match that we were looking forward to. I I I kind of wish that Lashley had been involved in that thing where Sami Zayn um I think it was last week uh whenever it was when when Sami uh took Braun's money in the bank spot uh but it wasn't Bobby it was pointedly Baron and Drew Bobby wasn't involved in it and that would if Bobby had been that would give reason for Braun to like specifically hate Bobby but right now it's just like, I don't like you because we have a match in two weeks. Well, yeah, I guess that's the way wrestling works. But I, I, li- I like for them to be specific beefs. Strowman uh, beats Zayn all through the gorilla position, then to the ring. I do love that Lashley did the absolute bare minimum yes. and helping. Yes. And I like that. That should be his motivation. Uh, I felt like a, there was a lot of the continuity uh, for this show that I, I've been lacking in recent months. But Strowman beats Zayn pretty quick with a power slam. That's fine. I'm okay. Doesn't yeah. hurt Zayn. It's Strowman. No, 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 whatever. Yeah. Lars Sullivan comes out with an in, for an interview with Charlie Caruso. You had mentioned last night that Lars had busted himself open with a horn. It was actually Kalisto's elbow. Oh, was it? I believe that, that busted him open. <laughs> uh, there's a brief video, then Lucha House Party come out. They triple team Lars and get some offense in. It's very reminiscent of Hardy Boys, Brock Lesnar back yeah. in the day. And they're triple teaming him until Kalisto gets beaten up. Then Lindsay and, <laughs> uh, yep. and uh, damn it. Metalik. Metalik are just yep. staring like, yep. what do they do? Well, yep. then they get their asses whipped. They do save Lindsay from a powerbomb, though. This is the Brock build. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing where like, we have a live and exclusive in-ring interview. Who else is getting the interview? Who are you snagging this exclusive from? Is he going to going to Hey, interview? hey, me! That's, who. <laughs> That's true. They don't want to Leo rush this shit. That's true. Um, I also thought to myself, Lars Sullivan gets an in-ring exclusive interview, and EC3 is a goddamn mute. Yeah. Come on. Like, this, this, this guy should be silent. I mean, basically was, but... There, there are people who deserve to be talking all the time. Uh, Lars Sullivan's not one of them. Well, he didn't. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. That's true. 
I think given his history, I think limiting the amount yes. of talking he does. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe don't give that guy a live mic. Maybe not. Um, I think for what he's doing on the show, he's doing very well. Yeah, he's doing exactly as what they need him to right now. And he's the offense was something that I was concerned about. Would it sure. pick up? But has a nice running power bomb. Uh, by the way, uh, Richard Chase, he says, isn't that the old WWF belt with a different plate? We will answer that when we get to the 24-7 thing. Thank you for your super chat. Cesaro defeated Ricochet. I would have probably left Ricochet off tonight's show to sell the injuries, but considering the trajectory of this match and the result of it, don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. Ricochet got trolled into a match by yeah. Cesaro. Nice heel tactic. Uh, Cesaro has new a new theme and entrance. What do you think of it? Well, the theme is I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard it enough to know if it's decent or not. It's different, which is all what I heard. The entrance, the Titantron entrance is just a gif of several steel photos of Cesaro running back to back. Yeah, those are um, super lazy these days. Yeah, that you could you could do better. Um, but I'm 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 glad to see that they're not running the Seamus uh stuff, the old bar music, but also um, there was an interview with, with Cesaro where he was just like, he found out like after the fact that there was going to be no more bar. Like, yeah. like it was just like, he just like, Oh, I guess that's oh, okay. Because they had no idea that they were going to move him. Right. That's the thing. They, they, a lot of the superstar shakeup was done after the superstar shakeup. Right. Man. Yep. So <laughs> this is uh, Ricochet is a great opponent for Cesaro. Great stuff. Uh, Ricochet eats a huge back body drop. He's dropped across the apron. Cesaro does a giant backbreaker Ooh. to the taped area of Ricochet. European uppercut and the neutralizer. I have missed that move. Yeah. I remember when he did it to Kali on like main event, back when main event was something. What it was, you know, when it was actually a thing. Yeah. I didn't mind Ricochet losing this one because, quite frankly, I would have had him off the show. You can use it as an excuse that he clearly wasn't 100%. Right. But it's a good win for Cesaro. I'm yeah. cool, man. He had an empty tic-tac-toe game taped on his lower back. Like, yeah. he he was hurt. Uh, I love that uh, that he wasn't planning on having this match until Cesaro was like, uh, you know, you should, you should have a match with me. Otherwise, you're, you know, kind of a wimp. And Ricochet's like, well, I'll prove to you that I'm not. And then he got his ass whooped. But he also did this amazing thing where he stood on Cesaro's shoulders and then did a backflip off of it. Like, that was – like, this is the thing. These two guys are could be brilliant together mm-hmm. because Cesaro is so strong and is so athletic at the same time. And he can just base, base uh, for crazy stuff that Ricochet can do off of Cesaro's body. I would, like, I would not mind seeing these two guys have, have a series of matches. Yeah, uh, this was very good. This was very quick, though. It didn't quite hit the recommended uh, rating for me just because it was a little bit short. But it was it was supposed to be short because Ricochet went into this match hurt. It was six and a half minutes of wrestling. The only six and a half minutes of wrestling we got in the first hour of the show. Is that true? Yes. Well, Braun and Sami Zayn. Well, Yes, I suppose that's yeah. true. Most of it was running around. <laughs> I thought this was was effective, though. And yeah. I'll, I don't need a 15-minute match if what you needed to do... Well, first off, 15 minutes would have been counterproductive to the story that at least yeah. I perceived being told here. 
True. So I'm I'm very happy that this was short. Cesaro got the win. Ricochet loses, but he was hurt. So you have that asterisk next to it. Jacob Noble, thank you for the super chat. He says Cesaro's theme sounds like a generic thing on WWE 2K. <laughs> There's a lot of things that seem like generic gimmicks from 2K. True. The wild card himself, Roman Reigns, comes out. Shane McMahon follows, says he's officially done with The Miz, hey, but he's not. They, they should start calling Roman the wild dog because he mm. always is a wild dog. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Big wild, they'll call him. Ugh. Shane says that the match with Roman Reigns will happen. They're going to face each other. What is it? At Sands of Time. Sands of Time. Um, I, I love that he's like, hey, here's my giant Scottish pal coming out to just stand next to me, my stooge, Drew McIntyre, who should absolutely be a top contender for, for a title right should, now. Should be. I would like to see a new ripple in whatever the hell it is that Drew McIntyre does because I've, I've, it's been a couple of years now and we haven't seen that. Yeah. He can stand out there and frown in his vest all he wants, but yeah, I need to see a little bit. Some and, hey, until I see that, I'm okay with him being hired yeah. muscle at this point. Yeah, Drew McIntyre and Shane jump Roman Reigns, uh, but backstage, Miz runs into them and says that he's coming for Shane after he takes care of Drew tonight. We can go ahead and and cover that match, uh, but uh, I guess it's worth it. Actually, we'll hold off on that as it as it ties into our three talk. Yeah. Tag team action, and boy, was it good. The Revival defeated the Usos. The Revival jumped the Usos and hit the damn sidewinder mm-hmm. while they were still in their jackets. I can respect that. Yeah. Early on, I was like, man, this is a great way to reestablish the Revival, and it seemed like the Revival knew that, Alex. Yeah, they were... They were going all, all out. These, these again. This is, uh, this is a tease. This is a, this is a sample. This is when you go to Baskin Robbins and you ask for the little spoon of, of the, of the ice cream, and you go, "Hmm, that's really good. I'd like to have more of that." That's what this is. If these guys don't have like you know uh, uh, five or six bomb matches for the over the next several months, you know, eventually wrestling for a title. Um, they're just doing it wrong because these guys are, are really, really good together. It's the first time we've ever gotten to see the Usos versus the Revival. And there's they pulled out great stuff in this match. And I know it's like the least of what they're what they're capable of. So yeah, please, more and more and more of this. Hard hitting action. Revival do a power bomb elbow drop, and the crowd was cooking. We got this is awesome chance. This is what these guys are capable of. Yep. And yes. this is what the revival were. Sh- I don't want to say screaming about backstage because no, no. somebody's going to pretend that I right. said that they were on the floor crying or something. Right. It's not what I'm talking about. But this was the point that they were trying to make. Yeah. Every indication that I was given about the revival asking for their release had more to do about tag team wrestling and the division itself yeah. than just them. And they were proven right pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Hopefully this is... A, a change, Alex. Yeah, if you go back to the Revival's heyday in NXT and the matches they had with American Alpha, with uh, DIY, with Authors of Pain, 
Um, like these guys, the whole division at that time was absolutely on fire. And the Revival don't want to be the champs forever squishing a bunch of jobbers. They want to have great tag matches with other great tag teams. And if you don't let the Revival be good by themselves, and then you have them, you know, face like losing whoopsie doo matches to uh to the to the B team for months on end, like that's not that's not a real tag division. Tag wrestling can be some of the most exciting wrestling in the world. And Vince is like, whatever, tags, tag teams don't matter. And this shows, this match tonight shows that they do matter. This these guys, the, the absolute pinnacle of where the Usos and the Revival can go is stratospheric. Like, let let them go. Let them do it. Let them fly free. Yeah, uh, this was really good. Some hard-hitting action. Dawson ends up rolling up Jimmy for the pin. I know there was some heat on the ref by Vince McMahon in particular for spots that you and I would not notice, quite mm. frankly. Uh, there was one during the break and then one early on in the match, and Vince was not happy. I I thought the match was good. Didn't think that whatever happened there hurt it because I didn't notice it at all. Keep in mind, there were multiple scripted ref, ref screw-ups, many of which were not referenced tonight. At least one was. Yeah. Uh, this was good stuff. The Revival are backstage celebrating, and they tell Alexa they should be on Moment of Bliss. Dash Wilder goes to pat Alexa on the shoulder, but she's got spikes that she's wearing, and he pretends that they hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> these guys, here's the thing. Um, these guys can do comedy really, really well. But if the comedy is, you know, um, my balls are itchy, um, that, that's not real. That's not the extent of what they're capable of. These guys are really smart and, and funny, and they can do great stuff. Let them do it. The Sharpshooter sp- sends a super chat. WWE and Universal title match predictions for SummerSlam. I, three months out for WWE <laughs> is far too early to predict that. But yeah, but I'll say Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, because just because they don't care about a brand split. Otherwise, I think it'll be. Roman Reigns versus Kofi Kingston and Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins again. There you go. Yeah. Meep. Backstage, Alexa is seen talking to Nikki Cross. I like that they're keeping, they're, they've got the continuation of that. Nikki Cross is now on TV. She's doing stuff. And you see a little bit of the cattiness in Alexa saying, you didn't win the match last night. Mm-hmm. And then when Moment of Bliss happens and she brings Nikki with her, which is, such a, a good but backhanded thing to do. She's like, oh, no, come on. Come on. But stand over here. No, yeah. over here. Those are little nuances that work really well because Nikki Cross is innocent, so to speak, mm-hmm. and very pure yeah. in her own weird way. Yeah. They, they play off each other real well, Alex. Yeah, they do. Um, this is – it's – it's uh, I mean, it's – I mean, obviously, I, I think it could be far more nuanced than this. But I think at its heart, especially in the mind of uh, Vince, it's more like it's like a Mean Girls trope. It's uh, Alexa is the popular girl who um, who lets the you know the the homely girl who's a little weird hang out with her because she she gets her to do stuff for. Her. Um, okay, fine, but I believe there's a lot more to it than this. 
um, I got really depressed when I when I when I thought of the way Nikki is behaving as she misses everyone from sanity and just needs companionship. And when you look at it that way, all of her motivations like seem just so sweet and innocent, and and she just wants a friend because all of her friends got one of them got sent to Europe. Her husband got sent back to Orlando. Uh, I mean, at least Eric Young is on is 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 on Raw, but you know they never see each other because Eric's you know. I guess in catering all the time, but it was just—he's kind of sad. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm happy to see that that Nikki is keeping her crazy uh, persona in the ring and outside of the ring uh, is doing something different. Becky Lynch is brought out, but the Iconics come out to clown her. <laughs> Becky threatens to go into the ring and beat them and become Becky Three Belts, which that was good. Good line. With, with her accent as Becky Tree Belts. Yep. Yep. Which is wonderful. Lacey Evans shows up and challenges Becky to a six-woman tag. And I just love that Nikki steps up and mm-hmm. goes, I'll be your partner. Yep. She because that's, a friend, all, man. that's all she wants to do is fight somebody. Yep. And we'll look for any opportunity to do it. Yep. Some real good, subtle, nuanced character work Yes, for Nikki Cross. And man, that that's all I need, man. I don't need to be beat over the head with it. Yeah. That is beating me over the head with it, and that's a good thing in, in that regard. Sure. I, I can read it that way. <laughs> Becky says, yeah, well, Alexa's going to be our partner, too. And Alexa's like, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> then takes off her robe to reveal her <laughs> ring gear. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't had her coffee yet, Sean. you got to well, at least let her have her coffee first. That was fantastic. The, Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross, and Alexa win. Match, not great. Didn't need to be. No. Alexa's sitting at ringside drinking coffee. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, the, a lot of people will be like, oh, well, they beat these two girls or three girls and it's a handicap. No, they didn't. Lacey wasn't in the match. It was a two-on-two match. Yeah. It was a tag team match, not a six-woman tag match by, by all intents and purposes. Nikki had some great offense. There's some sloppy pin attempts in here. But uh, Becky gets tagged in, goes off, ends up winning with a flying leg drop from the second rope. I'm okay with that finish. Billy doesn't need protected, and it it establishes a move for Becky. Why not? And here's the thing. The Iconics are built to to be champions that lose every match where the titles aren't on the line. That's that's what they're there for. That's fine. I'm fine with that. That... I don't love it, but uh, that's who the iconics certainly are. Uh, the next time, whoever is the, the women, the women's tag champions, the next ones, they don't get to be the tag team that loses every non-title match. You have to do something else with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, man, I'm sick of every week now since yeah. WrestleMania, a champion has lost a match yeah. every single week, a non-title match of some sort. They've they've been beaten. Lacey had walked out before the pin. Okay. This was good. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the big story of the night. Mm-hmm. Earlier today, it was revealed that, or last night, it was revealed that Mick Foley would be introducing a new championship. And rumors started swirling today, shortly before the show. Fightful broke the story that it would be a title inspired by the, the hardcore championships 24 7 rule. And the title would be used to highlight wrestlers that aren't usually on TV. Uh, I was told uh, several different things by several different people. That way that when they want to push, they they have some exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can kind of test out and see who gets over. And it 
fills time, quite frankly. The way that they introduced this title could not have been more anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. So first off, Mick Foley is walking in backstage with a bunch of people who can't get on TV. So it kind of mm-hmm. sets the stage there. Doing a terrible job of hiding this championship. Oh, horrible. To the point to where production had to keep cutting away from it being revealed. One of our super chats said, isn't this just the old WWF championship? No, it is not. That one had four side plates that were seemingly completely blank. This one only had two. Uh-huh. Uh, when this title is revealed as the 24-7 title, it got booed. And yeah. I, I would argue that maybe it's for the name, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I name, think it had more to do with the crappy design. The the, the belt is hideous. <clears throat> but let me, let's not forget that, you know, when we first saw the Universal Championship, it looked like a damn fruit roll-up, and everyone lost their minds mm-hmm. booing Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Um, like not booing them, but booing the fact that the title existed and looked like that. Now, at the time, I didn't recognize like how terrible it was. It took like a second look to really see how bad the belt looked. Yeah, about the I, time you see that Fightful Championship, you realize that. Yeah, oh, the Fightful Championship is just gorgeous. Beauty, beauty. Um, I thought the crowd was booing that it was a 24-7 awesome. hardcore light type of thing. I was like, if you people are booing because you wanted it to be a legend's belt, that's only defended in front of a dictator in the Middle East. <laughs> you can all go to hell. Like that, yeah. I don't need any of that. But that was a rumor for, circulating today. Like, no, 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 no. Like, it was going to be like yeah. we, Gold, Goldberg versus the Undertaker for the for the legends belt. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't even need to broach that because that, wasn't, that, that. was unsubstantiated. Don't it wasn't that. pitch at all. But also throughout this, Mick Foley says – the third hour of Raw is going to be more Raw. And that made people think, well, wait, 24-7 title. Does that mean it's only defended here? It was very confusing. I reached out to WWE for comment on this. They uh, have not gotten back to me, but I'll specify that briefly. It is not limited to the third hour of Raw for anybody that's asking. That's weird. Um, it's a floating title and further bastardizes the brand split. But I like the 24-7 mm-hmm. championship. So much so that at my catch wrestling gym, we have a 24-7 championship. The only rule is it can't be defended within class time. In fact, we may have to completely alter some of the skits I've been writing for when I go to Toronto this year. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. For the Fightful Championship, because uh, that was the plan yes. for the Fightful Championship, and yeah. still might be. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of it. I tweeted, if Beauty and the Beast were being replayed in the ring right now, Mick Foley is Bell. Because that title is fucking hideous. Yes. It's true. horrible. It's true. It's it's even a little psychologically abusive, like the beast was. That's I true. would I would argue. That's true. Um the title the title is awful looking. And the way that, that, that Mick Foley explained it did a really bad job of it. Yeah. But there's there's listen, this it, it's open if if this is one place that Vince could keep his his mitts out of things and just leave it up to the performers to do fun things. Later on the night, we'll find the first person who does a fun thing with it is our truth. But there's so many other things about it. Like, it, what if Braun Strowman has the title and nobody wants to attack it because they don't want to get beaten up? Like, mm-hmm. there's other things you can do with it. The, thing the Undertaker. I, yeah, that was The Undertaker for a long time. Yeah, the, the thing that I, that, that I pitched last night is you could do little online skits where the, the title holder is able to get away from everybody and he makes it to the hotel and he shows up in his room, switches on the light and Alistair Black is in there. Like there's all kinds of fun stuff you can do with this, especially if it's going to be a 24 seven thing that's done mostly for social media. Uh, that'd be a kind of a cool thing is you could every, every week on raw, you could, you could show all the times the title has changed yeah. hands o- o- on the road over the course of the past week. It could be a lot of fun. So, yeah, uh, a lot of people assume that it will be a lot like the DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Championship that has yeah. had almost 2,000 champions. <laughs> and that's okay. We're keeping a running list of all these champions going. But here's what was stupid. The first champion, Titus O'Neil, is crowned because he runs out and grabs the title belt. Yep. That added to the confusion. That was dumb. It's like the uh, the original XFL where the kickoff, where the uh, damn right it was was running out and grabbing the football. Um, the thing about this that that was terrible in execution is that all these and again these are all guys who are normally on main event, and they all run down. And there's there's a point where the guys like have their back to the ring, and they're punching people who don't need to be punched. Turn around and run into the ring and grab it. Like Mojo was hanging yes. out on the side of the ring for like twenty seconds, waiting to, so he could go in and do this the thing where he pounces on uh on Titus, and it was just it was just not the, well the, thought out. The Good Brothers both had the title; they're yanking at it. They look at each other. Everybody gets a turn. Uh, the belt is hideous. WWE has a great idea. When I was told about this today, I was like, I'm optimistic about it. I don't care if it's a comedy title. That's okay. I love yeah. the Hardcore Championship. I liked it. It was fun. It was entertaining. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Not all my wrestling has to be serious. And uh, the belt is hideous. The introduction was miserable. Or I don't want to say miserable. Convoluted and confusing. Yeah. Uh, the first champion winning by grabbing the belt, dumb. Don't oh. know how else I would have done it, but I can tell you this, dumb. 
However, by the end of the night, I'm like, okay, I like it. We can move on. I can have fun with this. I'm optimistic. Uh, Titus wins it. Robert Roode rolls him up, wins the title. Later, he's being chased past Lashley and Corbin. I don't like that because that immediately established to me that Lashley and Corbin didn't give a shit about that title. Right, they don't. They don't because the title doesn't mean anything to anybody who's above, let's say, the lower mid-card. Yeah. Uh, R-Truth, however, helps Rude hide in his trunk. Yes. Then, (laughs) when R-Truth gets everybody to run away, he pulls out a ref, beats Robert Rude, becomes the first person ever to hold the Hardcore Championship and the 24-7 Championship, and now has held the 24-7 Championship longer than either of those two Hardcore title reigns. Oh, by the way, he said, yes, I won the European Championship tonight on Twitter. (laughs) Of course he did. He's great. Uh, Leave it to R-Truth, as I said, to be the first one to actually make this fun. I loved uh, Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, opening the passenger side door and finding a ref in the passenger seat. That great stuff. Great. The great stuff. More of this. If you're going to use this thing to make it a, a comedy title, great. Just make the comedy fun and funny. Yes. Uh, I also like Trish Stratus putting this title over on social media. I don't know if you saw that, but she replied to WWE's video with the uh, Mr. Burns from Simpsons excellent gif. Yes. Um, implying that she would want to get in on this. I like it. Women need to be at least eligible. If Dana Brooke is not a future five-time twenty-four-seven yes. champion, somebody somebody needs to be disciplined. Like there are there are women out there who could actually really use this. If if this the next time that they take uh they take the, the European tour and it goes through NXT UK or the, the their stomping grounds, Jazzy, new new uh new uh, NXT UK. Yeah. Uh, Woman's wrestler Jazzy Gaber or whatever she's got it. She's got to win the title, and then everyone's got to run away from her. It'll, there's a lot of fun well, stuff. We we saw that with the hardcore title. Uh, several women held it: Terry yeah. Runnels, Trish Stratus, uh, Molly Holly. One of Godfather's hoes held it. Bobcat. I don't know if you remember her, but uh, she held the championship. Uh, Rob Wilkins, thank you for the super chat. He says Raw post show presented by Secret Life of Pets too. <laughs> <laughs> Those commercials were they all did, over the place. They did one right in the middle of the Cesaro Ricochet match. Like they, yeah. they, they, they put a picture. It ain't a secret anymore. <laughs> no, no, life of pets are definitely not a secret. Uh, uh, Push it, Testy says thanks for the phenomenal content. Thank you for the super chat. The Sharpshooter, thank you for your super chat. He says, "How do you book Bray Wyatt at this point without killing the character?" I don't know. That's for know. them to decide. Yeah, I don't know. The the thing, like tonight they had a Firefly Funhouse, but it was just like him in the mask again. There was no nothing about it. Um I, I think inching gotta, back into audiovisual territory, are we? Yeah, I know. There's there's, there's <laughs> more stuff they can do here. Everyone who's like, I want to wrestle the mask, I want to wrestle the mask. What I want is for him to come out in the mask, take it off, and the makeup underneath is even more hideous. Like there's so, so on stuff Al, to do with it. Al Snow as Avatar. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Al Snow in late '95 had a mask, and he would wear it to the ring and take it off. And he didn't have makeup, but I mean, let's be honest, his face is far more hideous than any mask that he could possibly be wearing. <laughs> True. Somebody's gonna pretend that I was being serious about that. Al was my first interview ever, by the way. But um, yeah, that, that's a tough one, man. That's one where uh, I'll say. You know what? I'll throw out booking ideas an awful lot, but that, that's on, that's on the creative team, man. It's hard to book him right. unless you 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 got to make him real strong. That's for damn sure. 
if um if um if they if they were if the beginning of him his reign of terror backstage is actually Sami Zayn. And there could be this this thing later where like uh I mean I want him to do it tonight. Like like um have his little thing where he where then he looks at the camera as he's all his makeup and he says, Hey Brock, you're welcome. Like there could be like fun stuff where like he's taking credit for stuff, but he actually is pulling all these strings. And if this person goes out because I strung them up by their feet, then somebody else gets an opportunity and now they owe me. Like there could be a lot of fun stuff that you could do with this. Just don't like run the same promo with him in the mask into the ground over the next three weeks. So you may have noticed some changes in hour three. The lights were darkened. The uh, graphics were changed to highlight black instead of red. That's because WWE is looking to go in a grittier, uh, I, I was told, more raw <laughs> approach for hour three of the show. Okay. That's because of the the viewership being so low. One person backstage said that this is like a, another indication of Vince throwing everything at the wall and trying to see what sticks. And I mean, we're talking wild cards and floating stuff and new titles and all hey, kinds of different stuff. You know what what I think that everyone who's a regular uh viewer of Raw uh would have said was the highlight of tonight? Usos versus the Revival. Isn't that weird that the the best wrestling on the show is the highlight of your wrestling show? Maybe you could do more of that instead of like, you know, a lot of promos and some storylines that don't really go anywhere and inconsistent character work. Like just do great wrestlers wrestling other great wrestlers and, and make that the basis of your show and see what happens. Yeah. So we'll see how that lasts or how that goes. Now, a lot of people say TV PG, TV PG. Those aren't hard and fast guidelines, guys. Those are, those are like, they can put somebody with their ass out on TV PG. It's not like ESRB ratings or, they're they're not beholden to anything like that. They can put whatever they want on TVPG programming. The, the thing is, they change the TVPG to appeal to advertisers. Now, some of those advertisers, I, I get the feeling that Secret Life of Pets 2 doesn't want somebody's ball sack hanging out on the no, air. You know not. what I'm saying? Choppy Choppy Your PP is definitely not going over well uh, with the Secret Life of Pets people. R.I.P. the late Yamaguchi-san, uh, beloved in the business both uh, in front of the camera and behind the scenes. But yeah, that's some of the stuff I've heard in, in relation to hour three. And hey, if they think it'll work, that's fine. Uh, I'll see. I mean, the different look of hour three. Okay. And, and I'm all right with them not changing the whole show to that. Yeah. Because I mean, pretty soon on a three hour show, anything will seem outdated. That's true. Uh, how, how many, but here's the thing also. Uh, Ring of Honor. Like you, you don't want everything to be black on that show. You don't no. want black uh, ring ropes, black mat, black canvas, uh, black barricade, black mats, no. black uh, Titantron, all that stuff. And they tried to switch it up a little bit, and they went to like a white mat, and the wrestlers were like, "We don't like this white mat." <laughs> what, what if one of us hypothetically shits our pants? <laughs> that ain't good. Uh, so they they sw- switched that up a little bit. But hey, if WWE wants to try that, sure. I, I'm up for them throwing some stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks because 
You know what it beats? It beats throwing one thing at the wall, Roman Reigns, and hoping yeah. that that sticks. Well, how about they uh, throw good creative and interesting storylines and characters we care about at the wall and see if those stick? <laughs> Stone Osborne says the secret life of ball sacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, there won't be anything secret about your ball sack or your super hard penis yeah. when you take Blue Chew. You know, I'm all about subtlety and nuance, Alex. Of course, yeah. And you'll have a really, really not subtle erect penis when you use Blue Chew. That's Blue Chew. Blue like the color blue. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Maybe you want a renewed push. Maybe you want your partner to say yeah. You want a little bit of a revival if you know what i mean well you can take these anytime day or night even on a full stomach whether you've re-signed or you're kind of riding out your deal blue chew is there to help you they work up to twice as fast as the pill so you can be ready whenever prescribed online ship straight to your door in a discreet package no in-person doctor's visits no waiting at the pharmacy no more awkwardness they're better they're cheaper they're faster than the other guys and how cheap do they get how about free You don't have to be offered a $500,000 a year downside guarantee. But I'll tell you one thing. After you use Blue Chew, your partner's going to want to tack some extra time onto your deal. That's for damn sure. Hit them up at Get Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping and your penis is going to be real hard whenever you want it hard. Bluechew.com. DeAndre Henson, thank you for the super chat. Thoughts on using the tagline they're using for showdown. What What is the tagline they're using for showdown, Alex? Oh, so it's like... It's- Sands of time. Sands of time. It's... um. Uh, just as good as, if not better than WrestleMania, something like that. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, great. So this, the blood money honestly, show you're putting on to please a dictator, honestly, is better than any WrestleMania ever. If they use the tagline, we're getting paid way more than WrestleMania for this. Yeah, I would. Sure. It'd fine. be almost like the, the Hulu has live sports ads with <laughs> Joel Embiid. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I would be down for that. Yeah, that'd be fine. Oh, man. So uh, Hawkeye says that Warren Hayes on his chat says, just explained what a hit me means. Not a punch, but a card. I'm sorry, but the only hit me I know is hit me, hit me from the legendary My Brother and Me. Mm-hmm. You know what happens? You get hit. Yeah, it's true. You get you get hit. That's just what happens. The sharpshooter says, if Vince McMahon took Blue Chew, would that raise raw ratings? It would raise an awful lot of stuff, but I don't know if it would raise raw ratings. Don't know about that. Uh, somebody said on Twitter, Kathy Kelly posted a uh, video of her trying to get an interview with the 24-7 champion. Only thing is, she had a referee with her. Oh, nice. I love it. Sure. I love it. Why There's not? so many things they could do. Very, very good. Uh <laughs> WWE references the United States pin screw up last night. Now, this match, as reported by PW Insider, a lot of people were like, oh, well, of course it was meant to happen. I don't know what was meant to happen in that damn match because Ray separated his shoulder. 
Samoa Joe got busted open, and there was a ref, quote-unquote, botch. So it's like... Well, I mean, the, the report is that... that somebody Hold on, did- Jimmy Van, what in the hell? Jimmy Van on vacation right now. Again, donates to the Super Chat, says, I want a Bluetooth segue during a Vegas interview. Yeah, it'll happen. His profile picture on Google is now the mold he had of my head made. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Go ahead. Samojo cuts a selfie promo. We're finding out what's up with the title last week, but they did have this continuity of the ref screw up, at least somewhat. Right. Um, the report was that somebody made the call uh, after um, Joe's nose was broken um, that if the match were to continue, it would be impossible to shoot this thing and keep keep uh, a good rating because there was blood pouring out of his face. So um, so okay, fine. Um, and they went to, they went to the quick finish. Um, and maybe nobody told Joe, or he was like just dazed from from getting his nose broken, and so he was fighting out of the pin when he shouldn't have been. And the ref was like, "No, I've been told we're going home right now." Okay. Fine, that kind of that kind of clears that up a little bit, but I also appreciate that Joe is not going to accept any of that BS as the answer for why he lost the title. That makes sense to me too. And you know, I like that him being pissed off and saying, I want my title back. Uh that I do as well. I guess we'll find out what happens. Hey. We had Drew McIntyre defeating the Miz. McIntyre cracked Miz pretty good early. Miz can really dish it and take it out, or, or take it, rather. Dish it out and take it, rather. Yeah. Match spills outside where Miz goes over the barricade. He did a damn hurricane run in this match. Yeah. He's using the SmackDown versus Raw or the WWE 13 babyface logic, yes. where if you do exhilarating moves, it moves your <laughs> momentum bar up. Yeah. He goes for a figure four. Shane distracts and then attacks. This helps set up Drew uh, for Claymore in the win. Okay, Miz ain't winning at all these days. No, this is weird. I mean, this is this is the WDB logic of we're we're gonna root for Miz more because he can't seem to win against his mortal enemy who makes fun of his dad. So we're gonna root for for Miz even more after after all. And so if, when he finally does beat Shane, then it'll mean more and we'll cheer more. Like, no, it just makes him look like a goofball who can't beat a guy who's not really a wrestler who's, like, 50 years old and looks like he's sweating to death. Yeah, Shane's going to coast-to-coast Miz, but Reigns makes the save. I Yeah, fine. I just, again, I don't know how much Shane McMahon you think we're asking for, but I assure you, it is less than the amount of Shane McMahon you are currently giving us. We don't need more Shane McMahon. This is enough. We've reached our limit. The sharpshooter donates $5 Canadian. I'm starting to believe this is Jimmy Van. <laughs> he says, Blue Chew on a pole match. SRS versus Jimmy Van. I will reiterate. Sir, I am married. <laughs> Everybody talking about my wiener today. Even people that are trashing me on Twitter talking about my wiener. Yeah. What's up, man? Hey, Blue Chew. I'll be in Vegas. Yeah. Come on. You know where to find me. I need one of those uh, Lacey Evans money guns with blue chew, and I'll just I'll go to that SCU after party, and I'll yep. make it rain. Yep. Main event time: Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins defeated Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. Now, 
there was a backstage segment with Corbin and AJ Styles that kind of cut out on me. Styles walloped Corbin, right? Yep. Okay. And then and then Corbin's like, "You're gonna pay for that," and he walks yeah. away because 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 he's not a foot taller than than uh, <laughs> than AJ Styles and outweighs him by you know sixty pounds. Uh, and he says, "You'll pay for that," and walks away like that's I, that's not usually how that works. Um, and oh, good, more AJ versus Baron Corbin. Yay! Yeah, yeah. So the main event. It was announced as a no DQ match, and they were reacting as if it was a big heel. Uh, Noah on Twitter said, well, being in a no DQ match puts them at a heightened disadvantage if Lesnar cashes in. More people to beat them down. I'm like, yeah, would have been nice if commentary mentioned that. Yeah. They didn't. Uh, Corbin and Lashley attack Rollins before the match, and we get some of the edgier stuff, a little bit more brawling. Mm -hmm. Rollins takes out the heels with a chair while they're going for a double suplex. We see Corbin get a great deep six per usual. Mm Mm-hmm. Kofi wins with Trouble in Paradise. This was an okay match. It was a brawl. It was a bit edgier, but uh, any thoughts on this one? No, it's again, I mean, here's here's what it is. Here's how they're going to they're going to keep you uh watching a match like this that again doesn't have anything behind it. Oh, but it does because don't you see Brock is still in the building and he could he could cash in on either one of them at any time. You want to stay here and watch and see if that happens, right? Um, but nobody nobody thinks he's going to do that. Um, but I love that as they went to commercial, uh, like, oh, this match continues. And the last thing that Michael Cole says before they cut to commercial is, Brock is still here! Like, it's, yeah. it's like that, like, which again, is an anomaly. Usually Brock shows up, does the first segment, and then pieces out. So Brock is still here is a major development of the new Brock Lesnar. Um, so yeah, this is fine. And then of course, Brock comes out with, with the, with the briefcase, walks around the ring, decides not to cash in. And so we're just going to get more of this. I did like at the end that like we can overhear Paul say next week on raw, we're going to tell him which one we're going to cash in on. So this whole thing has been BS. You were never going to cash in anyway. And we're just going to wait for you to tell us next week. If you're going to face Rollins or Kofi at SummerSlam. Great. Both baby faces get speared. Brock Lesnar comes out, then backs off. Paul Heyman says, let's come back next week yeah. and tell him who we're... And to me, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm fine with him not cashing in tonight. Sure. I'm fine with him doing that. But telling us that he's coming back next week to tell us, I'm like, well, I mean, you could just say, let's come back next week and do this again. That would be cool. I get it that they want to do the hook. Like Jimmy Jacobs told me in our interview, he's like, man, we love doing surprises, but then when you see the number bump that we get when we announce something, that's why we have to do that. So I get it, but I think it'd be more fun to just say, let's come back and do this again next week, Brock. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the deal. Let's terrorize everybody again. That's fine. It's, it's, it is is that way. The, the best one is like, because the, the usual way you're going to use a cash-in as a surprise, is after uh, a champion has either just been crowned or has successfully defended the uh, you know uh, in in a, in a match that has left him um, you know hurt. Uh, so you announce ahead of time you're going to see Seth Rollins versus whoever in this thing, and you announce ahead of time and you build that thing, and that is the way it is. 
and you can tie into that announced thing that that is going to drive your ratings with a surprise cash in. That's the way I think you could do both best of both worlds. But right now, I don't care if you. I mean, like again, there's nothing at stake in this tag match where you put Seth and Kofi in there versus Baird and, and Bobby Lashley. There's, there's nothing. I don't. I I hate the tag matches that don't have that aren't for anything relating to a tag division or anything like that. It just doesn't, it's just more ways of getting people on screen. So that was raw to generate some more, uh, conversation, so to speak. From now on, Alex, we're going to do raw and SmackDown MVPs of the night. Oh, so we'll basically run down and Hey, we'll do it for pay-per-views too. Why not? Sure. Why not? Each will will have its own criteria. Notice we we don't say best wrestler, best talker, best mm-hmm. anything. To me, it's all encompassing. The character that maybe advanced the most that that we felt was highlighted the best on this show and really added to it. I've got to go with the the six woman tag team of Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross for a few reasons. Becky Lynch gets a win. Nikki Cross advances her character. Alexa Bliss really advances her character without doing anything but drinking coffee and talking a little bit. I think that they made the most leaps as far as character goes while still maintaining what Becky does. And quite frankly, if I get a segment that accomplishes a lot of different things in once, like like these Alexa Nikki segments have been doing with regularity, that's going to take the cake for me pretty often because I love that. I think there there's a special kind of creative art in being able to do that and being able to help out so many different people with different motives at once. Alex, uh, who is your MVP tonight? Uh, the revival. Um, they, they, they were made to look like absolute jokes. Um, I mean, they, they had jokes pull on them and that, that it was just, they were made to look like they weren't one of the greatest tag teams that's ever lived. And they are, they are. That's just the truth. Um, and tonight they they went out and did again a little sample size with what they could do against a, another one of the greatest tag team that's ever lived, the Usos. Um, and they they pulled out the victory. Yeah, they cheated to get it, but that's who they are. Um, I love that they they um, find new interesting ways of getting uh, a one ups. They have so many very cool double team moves, like transitioning from one to the other. Um, I thought they were going to go for a doomsday device or whatever, or uh, but they did like a spine buster into an elbow drop. It was perfectly timed. These guys are wizards as tag team wrestlers. And as we brought up after the match, they did a lot of fun little comedy backstage with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. These guys uh, uh, can really do it all. Um, I think they may have righted the ship on their whole, we're a joke, don't take us seriously thing. If this begins something between these two teams. It could be something really special and began tonight. Guys, a reminder, go check out FightfulSelect.com. There might be something there that you like. I've been doing a lot of uh, new reviews, SRS reviews. I reviewed the WDB 24 with Becky Lynch. I reviewed Holy Grail, interviewed The Shield's final chapter. But this week, Q&A show. Uh, I'm also doing the Fightful Report. That's a bunch of exclusives. We have the Midweek Podcast. We have the Weekender Podcast all this week. Uh, Don't forget... We also have on Fightful.com's free site, the Wrestling Perspective podcast featuring Impact Wrestling's Petey Williams 
and Dennis Farrell. That will be an interesting one, especially considering the exclusive I dropped with Jordan Grace today, where she opened up about her contract status, re-signing with Impact Wrestling, and all of that. We're going to be back here on Tuesday. I wanted to hit you guys with a programming note. Wednesday, it's quite possible that Jimmy Van and I are going to film Listen, your boy, and release it because of the tech issues that are happening between Wirecast and YouTube. Uh, we're sick of that, so we're going to figure out something, and we're going to end up fixing it. But if it's not live, you know why. Uh, check out FightfulSelect.com. Like I said, I promise you, you will enjoy it. I have organized the podcast where they're much more easily sortable. We have over a dozen retro reviews over there. Make sure you guys check that out. Check out the Double or Nothing post show this uh, Saturday. I keep thinking Sunday. Alex and Warren Hayes will be here. Alex, what do you have going on tonight? Uh, well, um, I'm looking forward to uh, to uh, watching um, Double or Nothing uh, and uh, doing a show with uh, Warren Hayes. Those are always fun. Um, but, yeah, um, that's a completely different brand of stuff, man. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to seeing what AEW pulls out on their biggest show uh to date obviously and um the first one and um and seeing how they're differentiating themselves from you know the same old same old that we've been kind of trained to accept uh in wwe and if it goes off well what wwe's um response to it's going to be guys leave a thumbs up i can't tell you how much that helps thank you guys until next time we're out Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.